Good morning, this is Hippie Mama. It is Thursday, and today is an exciting day because this is my 100th episode uh, since I started, so I'm very excited about that. Tomorrow will be season two, episode uh, one. So we're kind of going back, but we're moving forward at the same time. So today I'd like to do uh, a few uh, poetry readings. I, again, choose them randomly. I am choosing to do um, ones that are 25 lines or under. And as always, I obtain these poems through poetryoutloud.org. So you can always go there and find them, and you can always go there and just find tons and tons of other ones. They have so many um, pre-20th century. Uh, so whatever you like, I'm sure you'll find something there. <clears throat> Excuse me. The first one is called Fable for Blackboard. This is by George Starbuck. What an interesting name. <laughs> Here is the grackle people. Here is the fox, folks. The grackle sits in the bracken. The fox hopes. Here are the fronds, friends, that cover the fox. The fronds get in a frenzy. The grackle looks. Here are the ticks, tights, that live in the leaves, loves. The fox is confounded, and God is above. Uh, they said George Starbuck. Uh, is born or was born in Columbus, Ohio. Um, let's see. Before working at various universities, Starbuck was also a contributor to the numerous periodicals, including the New Yorker, Atlantic Monthly, and Poetry Magazine. And he died in 1996 after a 20-year battle with Parkinson's disease. Well, he actually had a very lovely um, <clears throat> they have, um, um, so our next one is going to be called Fairy Tale Logic. This is by A.E. Stallings. And for some reason that name sounds so familiar. I believe I did read um, one of this poet's poems before, but we'll see when we do the bio. Fairy tales are full of impossible tasks. Gather the chin hairs of a man-eating goat, or cross a sulfuric lake in a leaky boat. Select the prince from a row of identical masks. Tiptoe up a dragon where it basks, and snatch its bone. Count dust specks, moat by moat, or learn the phone directory by rote. Always it's impossible what someone asks. You have to fight magic with magic. You have to believe that you have something impossible up your sleeve. The language of snakes, perhaps an invisible cloak, an army of ants at your beck, or a lethal joke. The will to do whatever you must be done. Marry a monster, hand over your firstborn son. 
in A.E. Stallings. Um, I do think I read her poem before. Let's see. She graduated from the University of Georgia and Oxford University and Oxford University. Um, Starlings has, spoke, has spoken to the importance of classical authors on her own work. Um, she is director of the Poetry Center in Athens, Greece, where she lives with her husband and their son, Jason. I like that. Oh, yes, I actually did. Um, <clears throat> do you remember the poem, The Barnacles? Uh, that was a poem that she wrote, and let's read it because it's right here real quick. The barnacle is rather odd. It's not related to the clam or limpet. It's an arthropod, the one that doesn't give a damn. Cousin to the crab and shrimp, when larval, it can twitch and swim and make decisions. Tiny limp, tiny imp that flirts according to its whim. Once grown with nothing more to prove, it hunkers down and will remain stuck fast. And once it does not move, has no more purpose for a brain. Its one boast is it will not budge, cemented where it chanced to sink. Silert, stubborn as a grudge, settled, it does not need to think. That was the one that I remember reading before that I kind of jacked up a little bit. <laughs> and now I notice I jacked it up even more. Go back and read that one so you can really get the full um, poetry pose for that. I don't believe that was uh, one of my best readings. Um, so anyway, we're going to go on. And the next one I think that I will read for you guys is called The Fateful. And this is by Jane Cooper. Once you said joking, sighly. If I'm killed, I'll come to haunt your solemn bed. I'll stand and glower at the head and see if my place is empty still or filled. What was it woke me in the early darkness before the first birds twittering? A shape dissolving and flittering, unsteady as a flame in a drafty house. It seemed a concentration of the dark burning. By the bedpost at my right hand, while to my left that no man's land, of sheet stretched palely as a false morning. All day I have been sick and restless this evening. Curtained with all the lights on, I start up only to sit down. Why should I grieve after 10 years of grieving? What if last night I was the one who lay dead while the dead burned beside me, trembling with passionate pity at my blameless life and shaking its flame-like head? 
Okay. Well, that was kind of uh, interesting. I don't really know if she's seeing her dead lover, person. Um, I don't really understand this point. This is a longtime resident of New York City. Jane Cooper grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, she traveled through Europe during the summer of 1947. Though she suffered from primary immune deficiency, Cooper maintained an active life as a writer and mentor. She taught creative writing for 37 years. Yeah, I don't really know what that point meant. And maybe we're not supposed to understand everything. I don't think we are actually. <laughs> I would like to read this next. The next one is called The Film. This is by Kate Northrop. Come, let's go in. The ticket taker has shyly grinned. And it's almost time, lovely one, let's go in. The wind tonight's too wild. The sky too deep, too thin. Already it's time, the lights have dimmed. Come, loveliest, let's go in. And know these bodies we do not have to own, passing quietly as dreams, as snow. Already leaves are falling and music begins. Lovely one, it's time, let's go in. This was, I like this one. The film is from Things Are Disappearing Here. Uh, let's see. What about her? She is, she earned her BA from the University of Pennsylvania and an MFA from the University of Iowa. She's a contributor to the American Poetry Review. Her lyrical poems frequently engage themes of history, loss, and return. I like that one. That was really good. I, again, I think I am a person that tends to love um, the ones that have more of a rounding, sounding um, kind of pattern. Uh, let's do this one called Riddance. This is by Ray Armatrout. Okay, we've rendered the rendition. How often? What were we trying to get rid of? We exposed the homeless character of desire to the weather. Shall we talk about the weather? Worsening four times faster than expected, eight times until the joy of pattern recognition kicks in, until the crest of the next ridge is what remains of division. And she is one of the founding members of the West Coast Group of Language Poets. I do remember reading one of her poems before, um, after seeing her bio. That's nice. I like I like her, her poetry. Here's one more that we'll read by her. It's called Twilight. Where there's smoke, there are mirrors, and a dry ice machine, industrial quality fans, 
if I've learned anything about the present moment. But who doesn't love a flame the way one leaps into being full-fledged then leans over to chat? Already the light is retrospective, sourceless, is losing itself through the trees are clearly, though the trees are clearly limbed. So that's another one by her. Uh, but again, there are so many different, um, different poems that you can go for. Now the title of this one sounded very interesting, so I'm going to read it. I'm not sure how this is going to go. It's called, My Partner Wants Me to Marry, I'm sorry, My Partner Wants Me to Write Them About a Poem About Sheryl Crow. And I love Sheryl Crow, which is the reason why I stopped to read this one. And this is by Caleb Ray Candrilli. But all I want to do is marry them on a beach that refuses to take itself too seriously. So much of our lives has been serious. Over time, I've learned that love is most astonishing when it persists after learning where we come from. When I bring my partner to my childhood home, it is all bullets and needles and trash bags held at arm's length. It is my strange father's damp bed of cardboard cigar boxes filled with gauze and tarnished spoons. It is hard to clean a home, but it is harder to clean the memory of it. When I was young, my father would light lavender candles and shoot up. Now, my partner and I light a fire that will burn all traces of the family that lived here. Black plastic smoke hurtles up and loses bullets, discharged in the flames. My partner holds my hand as a gunfire rings through the birch trees. Though this is almost beautiful, it is not. And if I'm being honest, my partner and I spend most of our time on earth feeding one another citrus fruits and enough strength to go on. Every morning, I pack them half a grapefruit and some sugar, and they tell me it's just sweet enough. Okay, so this young lady um, is author of All the Gay Saints, um, Satchinella Books 2020, um, but they don't give much more of her bio or background um, but obviously she it sounds like that she might have had a somewhat troublesome childhood but she's trying to move past that in this but that was interesting I is it's definitely with love and relationships is is what that is under Alright guys, so we'll read one more poetry poem and see what we get here. Um, 
maybe we will end it with Flowers by Cynthia Zarin. This morning I was walking upstairs from the kitchen carrying your beautiful flowers. The flowers for you. The flowers you brought me last night. Kala lilies and something else. I'm not sure what to call them. White flowers, of course, you had no way of knowing. It has been years since I brought white flowers, but now you have, and here they are again. I was carrying your flowers in a cup and a coffee cup and a yellow and a soft yellow handbag and a book of poems by a Chinese poet in which I had just read the words come or go but don't just stand there in the doorway as usual I was carrying too many things you would have laughed if you saw me it seemed especially important not to spill the coffee as I usually do as I turned up the stairs inside the world of the house as if I were walking up inside the lilies. I do not know how to hold all the beauty and sorrow of my life. She is a poet, a journalist, and a children's book author. Zarin received numerous awards for her work. She is married to the art dealer Joseph Godou and currently lives in New York City. Um, that was nice. I do think I jacked up her poem though. <laughs> I have a tendency to do that, I notice. Um, so I'd like to end on one where I'm not doing that. And uh, I think. We'll read this last one called Flirtation by Rita Dove. After all, there's no need to say anything at first. An orange, peeled, and quartered flares. Like a tulip on a witchwood plate, anything can happen. Outside the sun has rolled up her rugs, and night strewn soft across the sky. My heart is humming a tune I haven't heard in years. Quiet, cool flesh, let's sniff and eat it. There are ways to make of the moment a tapari, so the pleasure in walking through. So the pleasures in walking through. Um, so I don't know if I read you her name. Yes, Rita Dove. She is the second African-American woman to be named Poet Laureate of the United States and only the second to win a Pulitzer, a Pulitzer Prize for Poetry. Uh, Thomas and Beulah did that in 1987. Rita Dove has achieved a great deal in her career. Her multi-layered poems dramatize the stories of individuals both living and dead against the backdrop of larger historical forces that was beautiful so anyway guys thank you uh, for joining me for our hundredth episode um, or session as I always list it and tomorrow Friday is our second season so I'm excited and um, we got to do something special for a second season I don't know what but um, anyway, take care. Have a wonderful evening. 
Hope you enjoy the reading. And again, that is poetryoutloud.org. You can always go to and check them out. Until tomorrow, guys, take care and be blessed. Bye.